Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast helping women in their me now years create habits, routines, and rituals to live fit, fearless, and fabulous. In today's episode, we're going to be writing a letter to our future self, and we're going to be exploring why this is actually quite easy, very powerful, and kind of magical, really. So this episode fits perfectly with our theme for the month of January, which is rest and reset. Writing a letter to our future selves just sits in the reset category. As you can plan forward from your present self, talking to your future self, you can plan to reset anything, absolutely anything you want, energy, mindset, a decluttered house, winter travel plans, abundance in all kinds of different ways. Writing a letter to your future self, whether that is yourself at the end of today or the end of the week or the end of the month, a season, a year, or even the next 10 years, it's all the same process. The process of thinking forward from the present moment. Less magically, so to speak, is it is simply a planning process. Some of you may already write a yearly letter to yourself or write a vision plan. And for some of you, this might be a totally new concept. I'm going to admit, admit, sorry, not omit, admit that this isn't the easiest thing in the world. Well, for me anyways, And I do hear this from my coaching clients and my group participants. Now, as I say this, it has become easier, no question at all, because of some of the steps that I put into place to make this an easier process. So what I do hear from my coaching clients and group participants is, when I mention the idea of writing a future self letter, it is. I don't know what to wish for, number one. Number two, I have no idea what is going to happen. So how can I even think of planning forward? This world is crazy right now. Number three, I've tried this before and it didn't work. And going along with that is I suck at visualization. I can't see pictures in my mind. I can't see colors and images. I just go blank. And truly fair enough, as some of us are more visual, some are more auditory, we create and experience life in different ways, writing, reading, painting, singing, moving, so many ways. And like all of these, visualization is a skill and it is one that we can develop. So number four, this is the big one, why bother? How do I know that this is going to make a difference in my life? And even if it takes just a few minutes, and let's be honest, when we first start, it takes a little bit more than a few minutes, but we do go through that cost-benefit analysis of the time that we're putting in because there are so many strategies available to us. So 
why is this one different? Why should I bother with this? Is it truly going to make me feel better, more optimistic, more positive and hopeful, and to bring some of the things into my life that I'm hoping for and dreaming about? The short answer is yes. And I can speak from my experience for sure. And yes, some of the experiences of some of the women who I've worked for, but I am very much speaking from my experience, especially the way I'm going to get you going on this right now. But I must admit, this is a new process for me to start to write myself a letter in the morning and read it before I go to bed at night. Truthfully, I haven't read this anywhere else. I'm not sure if anybody else does this. I don't know if it's recommended in the future me world, but it just made sense to me. And it was actually a progression because I did go from a year for if you're listening um, to this as one of the participants in my Habits Thrive groups, you know that I like to write future me letters seasonally and I put those right in your planner. But since then, I've actually been backing it up a little bit from a month to a week. And I thought, what the heck, why not two a day? So what I'm suggesting for this episode and this week, if you want to try this, is to write yourself at least one day, try this on one day, write a letter to your future self and start by writing that letter in the morning. And you might even set a timer. Set a timer for five minutes or 10 minutes. And whatever you write, now it could be something you say as well because you can record an audio and have that audio delivered to you by email tonight and you can listen to that audio. That's available actually within Gmail now where you can schedule, first of all, you can write your letter, schedule it to arrive tonight. You can also do a one minute and that's actually vent. I love the one minute because it's only one minute and you can do it over. You can reset it, right? Because sometimes it takes two or three takes to do that one minute. But then you can schedule it to arrive again before you go to bed at night. Whatever you find easiest, whether it is to record a one minute audio or to put five minutes on a timer and write yourself a letter that you're going to read before you go to bed. And tonight, I actually, I do suggest that you do this sooner than later because even after you finish this podcast episode, you can write that letter. Because if we don't do things like this right away, oh my gosh, our mind fills up, our day fills up, and it's like, what was I gonna do again? Mind you, I am putting this in the show notes as well. I'm, I'm sharing an example of one of the letters that I have written to myself, okay? But I do recommend, and for those of you who know the Mel Robbins 54321, you get to the end of this episode, count back five, four, three, two, one, and do it right before your brain goes oh I have laundry to do I have to do the dishes I have to get on with my day this is why I like to habit stack some of these techniques all right so it can be again way less overwhelming to write yourself a letter now that's going to arrive tonight than writing a letter to your future self that might lay out in five years However, it is still a process and it still is a skill to develop. So for today, you can visualize, but it's not necessary. You can start by seeing yourself tonight, checking your phone or your tablet about an hour before you go to bed. 
Okay, so my I set it to arrive at uh, at eight, and it's actually not necessarily before I go to bed. It's before I start my bedtime or nighttime ritual. Okay, so right now, if you're a visualization kind of person, you can see yourself sitting at that time. You might be on the couch, you're checking your phone, your tablet, what are you wearing, who's around you. You can visualize that, or you can simply right now think to yourself, I'm going to open this email at 8 p.m. tonight, and I'd like to congratulate myself on my day. And so you start to write. Okay, so again, I've put this in the show notes. So this is a letter and it, it's so funny and a little bit scary actually, is I still surprise myself. I'm still like, oh, this is an email from me. I wonder what this is. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit crazy and it still gives me goosebumps when I read it. Now I don't do this every day. I have to have to tell you and again, especially because this is a new process, I'm, I'm exploring it but I have been playing with it um, for the last few days. So this is a letter that arrived for me last night at 8 p.m. Hey there Lori, I'm writing this letter to you first thing in the morning setting our intention and tone for the day. So as you're reading this at 8 p.m., you can be proud of yourself for setting an intention and a plan for an awesome day, and you did it. You gave your students great classes today, put together a yummy stew for a couple of days of leftovers, you enjoyed some outdoor time, some puppy time, you got some of that end of the year bookkeeping done. So as you put your head down on the pillow tonight, after your Epsom salts bath, you can rest knowing that all is taken care of and you can let go into a blissful sleep. And truly, even if every single thing you planned today did not get done, you did your best. And tomorrow is another day. Enjoy your bath and your sleep. Love your future self. Ah. <sighs> Still, I'm smiling right now. It still makes me smile. And again, it is still surprising me. And there are, let's say, few surprises now, or less surprises. As we become wiser and move through our life, this one, I think, is going to keep surprising me. It's just an awesome way to let go of your day and reset for a good night's sleep. And like I say with a lot of these techniques is, why not try? What do you have to, to lose really in this process? A few minutes of your day? Because when you think about it, you're putting your intention out for the day. You're thinking ahead to what you wanna do. And yes, it, it truly is your to-do list coming alive. For those of you that write your to-do list every day, you're thinking about it's just coming alive. And you're programming it. You're programming your day into your mind, into your brain. I love the aspect of the universe, just helping out with that, helping me run that program. So there is some brain work, there is some mind work, there is some universe work. And yes, although on some days it feels like magic or it felt like magic, right, last night even, this is not just woo-woo. Visualization is science-backed, intention-setting is science-backed. And it's not just for Olympic athletes or the Tiger Woods and the Selena, um, Serena, goodness, Williams of the world, and the surgeon doing your hip replacement. Yes, they practice visualization too. 
It is for you and I. And although we may not be visualizing the big golf and tennis tournament wins, although we might be, we are setting our intention to live the day in life we want and can absolutely achieve. It is the same process. Studies have shown significant increases in muscle strength after mental training. Participants who imagine their muscles contracting for 11 minutes a day, five days a week over the course of a month were twice as strong as those who did not do this mental training. Check the notes for the reference to this study. And there are lots and lots of studies. I know this actually working firsthand with visualization. 40 years ago through my psychology of coaching courses at university and as a university athlete. I started with my first visualization exercise, recording my voice on a cassette, playing it back on a tape recorder. And to this day, I still think my voice sounds funny when I listen to it. But this is not new stuff. And this is stuff that is being used over and over and over again. This is a technique that is proven and will work more when we believe in it. Now, the interesting thing is you probably can do this more than you think you can. So if we kind of move this from the positive to what our brain does, which is very often looking for the threats and looking for the opposite, there's another reference to a study in the show notes. A study published in Neuron showed that imagining a threat elicits almost the same response in the brain as experiencing it in real life. Both conditions, imagining and experiencing a threat, activated the same parts of the brain. So think about this. The next time you're worrying about something, I'd love you to notice how good you are at it especially if you think you're not good at visualizing. Unfortunately, we can visualize what, what can potentially go wrong in our lives much easier than we can visualize what could potentially go right. We see colors and we see a situation and we hear a discussion. We play it over and over in our mind like it is a movie with vivid details and colors and facial expressions of something that went wrong of a discussion that was challenging, of a situation that was not good. We play it over and over and over with extreme intensity. And so it's interesting, even just a discussion. So the next time this happens and you go, you're going into this loop, so for sure you can imagine, because you're gonna get better at this, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So as we practice writing these future me letters and visualizing forward, it affects every part of your life. It affects your thought processes. And this is part of mindfulness, right? So you notice you're in that worry loop and you're noticing like, cool, I'm really good at this. I'm visualizing and I'm thinking back to every part of this. I could probably change the outcome of this if I wanted. I could rewrite that story. I could rewrite that ending. And so that next time I have that discussion with that person or that situation arises, I've already practiced this. It's freaking amazing. We're not taught this stuff. And when we come to it and um, play with it and experiment with it, again, it gives me goosebumps all of the time. 
So that what I like to say is I use this skill of visualization for good, not evil. <laughs> so when I see myself and hear myself and feel myself going into that loop, again, I remind myself, I've got the technique. I've got the ability to do this. I'm just going to switch this into the positive. Again, you have that opportunity because for myself as well, those worries do come up during the day. So they're fantastic training ground to be able to do this. And if you're ready, let's do this. So as soon as we finish our time together here, you can sit down at your, your tablet, your computer, or pen to paper, because you can also write this on a piece of paper. You can tuck it somewhere that you know it's going to be there for you tonight before you go into your evening ritual. So it could be it could be under your pillow, but that's a little bit close to actually going to sleep. So you might put it under your Epsom salts bath container or on your desk where you shut things down at night as you move into your evening ritual. And even if you don't have an evening ritual, guess what? You do now. Because <laughs> this is a habit stack to move you into an evening ritual. Okay. Now you can also, again, write this in Gmail or do an audio, a one minute voice audio. You'll see that little microphone at the bottom of your Gmail now. Schedule it to arrive one hour before your bedtime ritual. And again, peek into my show notes for the letter that I received last night. And again, it's the, the challenge sometimes is around tense and did I do it right? And just write how you feel. Just write with that intention of how do I want to feel at the end of the day? And just, yeah, just start with that. So until next week, big hug, easy breath in, long breath out, have fun with this, and have a fabulous week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit. <laughs>